Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The game is over. And we are headed to overtime. On 95.7, the game. Oh, baby! The 49ers back in the winning side of things and... And an NFC West rival is doing them a major, major favor. There's 32 seconds left in Philadelphia, and the 3-12 Arizona Cardinals have a 35-31 lead. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles just got the ball back. They need to go 75 yards in 30 seconds with no timeouts if they want a chance at the number one seed. Welcome into overtime here on 95.7 the game Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you Sterling first of all the 49ers picked up a win today over the Washington Commanders that's you know box checked number one right uh, number two the Cardinals doing the Niners a gigantic favor if that score holds and we'll have an update a final score for you coming up in just a minute or two but if that holds Sterling the 49ers will be the number one seed in the NFC no matter what happens in week 18. What a way. If both these scores go final and which they are now, San Francisco winning 27 to 10, check. Philadelphia down 35-31. What a way to end 2023 for the San yeah, Francisco. Happy New Year's 49ers. Eve everybody. Imagine last week you lose on Christmas. How awful it was. We all felt like what's going on? The world's falling and it feels like <laughs> the season might be over. Oh my goodness. All of a sudden, this 7 days later, 6 days later, you might have the number one seed clinched because the Arizona Cardinals, who beat the Dallas Cowboys earlier this yep. year, might just knock off the Philadelphia Eagles today. Now, it's close. they got 14 seconds left. Philadelphia is marching. They're just near they, half midfield. Yep. But they can't get a field goal. It's got to be a touchdown. They have to get in the end zone. Philadelphia is a good team. They can easily get this done. But as of right now... I might need to go back in that kitchen and find some more Martinelli's and start popping some <laughs> champagne in the studio because I'm feeling the number one seat clinched is going to happen in 14 seconds. Well, your loaf of bread from Christmas <laughs> is still sitting right outside your door right now. I, I, I come back a week later and I'm like, no one ate the bread? <laughs> <laughs> I might have to eat the rest today if this number one seed gets clinched. You might have to. So 14 seconds left in Philadelphia. The Eagles taking a snap from just shy of midfield right now. Uh, they have maybe time for a play or two and then a heave to the end zone. Their most recent play is an incomplete pass. They're 
They're uh, complaining for a flag. They don't get it. So seven cry seconds left, cry, Sterling, cry cry. from their own 49. They're one yard shy of midfield. You might have time for one quick play to maybe get to the, the 45, just get a few yards and make the, the Hail Mary a little bit easier. But you might go for a Hail Mary right here. This could be the final play of the game. We'll keep you updated, of course. It'll it'll happen within the next minute, and you will know the second that this game is final, if it is a Cardinals win, which would mean the 49ers uh, are the number one seed in the NFC, wow. which means a really tough Test next week against the Rams will not matter, and the Eagles are going Hail here Mary go. here, here with seven seconds here we go. left. Here it is. Hurts into the end zone. Number it one seed, baby. Intercepted. San Francisco, number one seed. Didn't even need to take it to week 18 against it's the official. Rams. That game means nothing against the Rams next week. The number one seed in the 2024 playoffs Let's in go. the NFC, your San Francisco 49ers. Handshakes, oh, claps, champagne. Oh. Happy New Year. San Francisco, the number one seed in the NFC, gets the first round by, doesn't have to play one of those stinkers, the Saints, the Commanders, those really awful bad teams that are going to squeak in. Dallas Cowboys, they're going to have to come to us. Philadelphia, if we play them, they're going to have to come to us. The Lions, they're going to have to come to Levi Stadium if they want to get to the Super Bowl. How great does that feel? And honestly, more important, I think, than the home field advantage, this is a banged up team right now. And not only do you have the wild card week off, but yeah. you can take next week off if you yeah. really want it. I mean, you but can you? you can rest Christian McCaffrey, who did not play like in the entire second half of this game nearly, uh, dealing with a right calf thing. It didn't seem major at all. Plus, Elijah Mitchell was running really well, and you didn't feel the need to risk it. You were up by double digits, so why push Christian McCaffrey when you don't have to? Uh, but Sterling, I've I've long felt that more important, obviously, home field advantage is nice, and not having to travel, not having to to leave Pacific Standard Time, you know, not having to leave the time zone out here. You get to sleep in your own beds. The entire postseason lead up, the Super Bowl is in Vegas. That's Ooh. close to you as well. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I think honestly, more important than the home field. I mean, this is a Niner team and a Niner fan base that travels as good as any. I think, especially considering how banged up the team is right now, we had no clue what the offensive line was yeah. going to look like no today. No Banks today. Feliciano yeah. and Burford got the start. Yeah, Banks was active but did not play uh, on the defensive line. You're still without Armstead with plantar fasciitis. No Brown. Don't need to play him next week. Obviously, you have the bye the first week of the postseason. You're right. No Jair Brown. Logan Ryan got his first start in his first real legitimate Niners action since being signed uh, recently. The Niners really needed the buy and now they're going to get it and if they want to they could treat next week as somewhat of a buy as well <sighs> now then then you, then you get into the question of well you know rest versus rest right, right? how much rest but is too much rest it's in the Niners hands they can deal with next week however they want to knowing that they do not have to push themselves to win that uh, that, that football game I know they played today but wouldn't it feel better if you could knock the Rams down a peg too dare I say like I think starters might play a half, or selective starters should play a half. Brock Purdy should play a half. Uh, but Trent Williams, he ain't playing. No, no, no. McCaffrey's no. not playing. Uh, Debo's not playing. Ayuk not play. yeah. might not play. Like, 
Your hope is that you get Jawan Jennings back, you have Chris Conley and Ronnie Bell, maybe McLeod's back, or even, dare I say, you see Danny Gray for the first time all year, who... He was supposed to get activated today, didn't he? But he didn't. Yeah, his window got closed real quick. Mm. But if you're San Francisco, and I'm Kyle Shanahan, I have one thing on my mind. I want to knock the Rams down a peg, knock McVay down a peg, make them play a different seed again. Who knows how this week plays out. They might need to win to get in. Right, or at least it'll help their seeding, depending on how things play out. But if I'm Shanahan, I'm like, I want to release Sam Darnold on the Rams next week. Red Rifle Jr., the man who nearly fumbled this game, or, or fumbled late in this game. I want to make the Rams lose to Sam Darnold. Like, that is the ultimate humiliation for a team. Like, oh yeah, Brock Purdy's great and all, could be an MVP, who knows. But the Rams are only up by one point against the Giants yeah, right now. two-minute warning right now two in minutes the fourth left. quarter. If they lose today, then they lose against the Niners next week. Uh, their playoff seeding, their opponent could look a lot different. If you get them out of the playoffs, that's a win-win for San Francisco. You could try to set it up however you want. Like, if, if you feel like the Rams have a chance to beat the Eagles, you want the Rams to be the seventh yeah, seed, well, point. that could influence how you do it. If you want them to play the Lions, uh, that would that would mean the Rams would be the sixth seed. That would be a really fun matchup. Rams and Lions, former quarterbacks of each wow. other, like, playing off, uh, facing off against each other. But that's all for, you know, coming up this week and leading into next week, that conversation Let here. Let Sam Darnold jacket. What about Brandon Allen? Oh, no. uh, all right, you're too far. <laughs> all right, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. If you're just joining us, first of all, you missed a few minutes. Uh, the Niners beat the Commanders and the Cardinals beat the Eagles, so the 49ers are the number one seed in the NFC officially. It's overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you. We'll be with you here for the next three hours reacting to everything uh, from Week 17, but of course with the focus on the San Francisco 49ers. And Sterling, uh, this was a game the 49ers absolutely had to have, even if uh, the the Eagles did lose like they did today. The Niners still needed to win today. Uh, and they bounced back off one of, if not their worst performance of the season from Christmas night when they lost to the Ravens. Uh, in kind of embarrassing fashion, you committed five turnovers. You did not force a turnover of your own. Uh, the Niners come back today. They play a very clean game. They did not turn the ball over. They had two interceptions defensively of Sam Howell, who got the start despite being benched each of the last two weeks because Jacoby Brissett uh, is out with a hamstring injury. Just good to see the 49ers bounce back, Sterling, and play a clean football game after a really ugly one on Monday night. Well, Purdy throws four picks on Christmas. Darnold has one of his own and gets five. And you're sitting there, and I'm watching the first half, and the offense looks sluggish, albeit they're winning the game. The defense has no energy, and it felt like it was not going to be a carryover from that Christmas Day loss, but there was just a lack of energy. I'm not sure if it was no Eric Armstead, no Juwan Jennings, no Jair Brown. There just wasn't that spark you usually see from this team. That Juwan injury is a little concerning. Concussion? Out two weeks in a row? Doesn't normally last that long. I mean, no concussions are serious, but a lot of times players come back the week after it happens. He's missed two weeks well, now. Thankfully, they uh, they have the. They don't. They don't now. need him for another two weeks. He cannot play for a whole month, and I'll say that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? But knowing how bad you lost against the Ravens on Christmas Day, 
knowing how sluggish you played in the first half, despite being in the red zone once and not scoring a touchdown, how poorly the Commanders played in this game, I think. Like, you're just waiting for the bow to break for the Washington Commanders. Like, when is Hal going to throw picks? When are they going to have turnovers? They stayed in the game for a large portion of it, but for San Francisco, Purdy only had 230 passing yards. Only had two passing touchdowns. But this game felt like there was a chasm in between both teams, despite it being really close <laughs> up into halftime. You want to know what this game felt like to me for the 49ers offensively? And I, I really do not mean this as a negative. It felt like a Jimmy Garoppolo-era offensive performance. Yeah. This, like, there, there wasn't as many gigantic chunk plays. Until the, late in the game. And it happened later with a couple of Ayuk, and, and we can get to Purdy. Purdy, if you're a couple say Ayuk, of incredible it's, it's Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk! <laughs> he was really good today. Purdy <laughs> found him on a couple of dazzling plays on that last touchdown drive that put the game out of reach. Um, but early, it was run-heavy. It was methodical. Checkdowns. It, it was checkdowns. It was slow moving. It was long drives. I mean, there was the the twelve play drive that went for a touchdown. They took like seven minutes and fifteen seconds off the clock. Again, I don't mean that in any sort of negative way. Jimmy Garoppolo was very good at that style it of felt this Niners very offense. Conservative. It did, um, but it also was effective and it worked. And you controlled the clock and you controlled the game for the most part. Now you settled for some field goals which also felt like the Jimmy Garoppolo era. You weren't as successful in the red zone. Um, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Sterling going crazy right now. Yeah! Uh, the New York <laughs> Giants have gotten into deep field goal range with 45 seconds left against the Rams. They're down by one. Uh, so that could be a big win for the Giants and a, a really tough loss for the Rams. We'll keep you updated there. But this did feel like a Jimmy Garoppolo era game. It really did. And the Niners were largely successful with Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I don't mean it in a bad way. It's playing winnable football. Re yeah, it really is. And I think it shows that this is a Niners offense still that can play different styles and can beat you kind of whatever way that the game unfolds. And, and today it just happened to be a, a slower, more grinded-out kind of style, and the Niners are fine that way. Is it wrong of me to question that maybe Kyle Shanahan saw what happened on Christmas and said, let's pull back the reins a little bit? Maybe. Not, you know, don't go full, you know, Jimmy G in the playoffs in 2019 where it's like, Raheem, run the ball 40 times. <laughs> Not that way, but it did feel like coming into this one, it was like, look, Purdy, you just threw four picks. You're a young quarterback still. I don't need to protect you. I'm still going to take those shots here or there, but I'm not going to, you know, come out throwing the ball five times, ten times in a row and say, lead us to victory. I have guys that can do that for us, even though Purdy is still, I think, having a phenomenal season. He's going to be in the MVP conversation even after his Christmas Day blunders. But today felt more of like, let's pull those reins back a tad and late in the game, after we've worn them down, let's take our shots. Like, we saw a 38-yard dime. Oh, my God. Or, or if you want to call it a dot, as Williams said when Purdy did it a couple weeks ago, and I'm not talking D-O-T, I'm talking D-A-H-D. It was a dot right to Brandon Ayuk. And then later in that same drive, they score a touchdown pass. Purdy's out there going to his left, going to his right, telling Ayuk, no, go that way, go that way, go to your left, finding him wide open. Like, you can see the gunslinger still in there, but the reins were certainly drawn back for Purdy in this one, which... It felt like a Shanahan game plan type of day. Yeah, I I want to focus on those two plays at the end though. That touchdown drive <laughs> that put it. That, I think it made it twenty-seven to ten. It was it the did, final yeah, score of did. the game. Uh, so the 49ers, first and ten 
Uh, Brandon Ayuk just runs a, a simple route. He comes from the slot, cuts out to the right, almost kind of like a wheel, but since it, it came from the slot, wasn't a full wheel, ends up running down the right sideline. Uh, really quickly, though, we do have an update oh, no! from New York. What the heck? Uh, they didn't get any more yards after oh, Terod Taylor goodness. got into field goal Come range. On. They had a long, what, 54-yard field goal attempt? It's Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby. Why is he in the Packers league? legend. What is he, 50 He's years old He's on the Rams now? two weeks ago and couldn't make the team. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyways, they missed the field goal short oh. and wide to the left. Gross. So the ball goes back to the Rams with 30 seconds left. The Rams are up by one. This game should have been tied. They went for two earlier and didn't get it. So uh, unless there's some more madness, the, the Rams will escape the Meadowlands with a win, uh, which means their playoff positioning takes a, a major step forward. Uh, if there's anything crazy that happens in those final 30 seconds, we'll let you know. But New York stinks, man. Niner fans, doesn't really matter that much. You're the one seed in the NFC. All is good in the world as Matt Stafford takes one knee and in the final 25 seconds will tick off. So the Rams win. They're now 9-7 and seven, uh, as they barely escape the New York Giants in New Jersey, technically. Um, but back to Brock Purdy. Those two throws he made on that last scoring drive, it was first and 10. I like the aggressiveness because yeah. you're right, the Niners were a little bit more conservative, well, a lot bit more conservative in this one. Uh, but first and 10, IU kind of like a wheel route, gets to the sideline quickly and then just runs straight down the sideline. Didn't really have much separ separation from Forbes. Really, they were step for step. Uh, there was not a lot of room to fit that ball in. I'm pretty and sure it touched Forbes' hands. It might have, yeah. And Brock Purdy absolutely perfectly placed. He could not have walked up to him and dropped it in a better spot on the money. Wow. Picture-perfect throw. It goes for 38 yards all the way down to the 18-yard line. Uh, later on, there was a hold on Ronnie Bell. Seemed kind of like a phantom hold, but it it took off a, a nice Debo Samuel short catch and run all the way down to the three-yard line. Backs the Niners up. Ultimately, they face a third and nine from the 17-yard line. Pretty pressured. Somehow escapes the pressure. Does kind of like a step in to the pocket and then spins and moves out. Gave him a and, shimmy. And broke the ankles of a pass rusher. Electric slide. Rolls out to the right. As he's rolling right, there's like no one in front front of him so he has time to set his feet and what he also does is point to Ayuk and say get the hell over there Brandon <laughs> go to the left everyone else is running to the right you got space left I'm telling you where to go and then he makes an easy throw as he sets his feet throws back across his body wide open Ayuk for the touchdown 27 to 10 ball game over two consecutive throws by Brock Purdy that were absolutely picture perfect and if anyone out there, any Niners fan that doesn't believe in Brock, any football fan that doesn't believe in Brock, they come up to you, Niner fan, and they say Brock is just a game manager. He's just a system quarterback, Sterling. You point to those two plays right there. There are very few quarterbacks in the NFL that can make both of those plays, and Brock Purdy did it on one drive. We know what's going to happen, too, is that there's going to be part of the media, part of certain fan bases that will say, Oh, they didn't have two starting cornerbacks. They didn't have their offensive line. And they're going to try to poke holes in this. But the fact of the matter is that cornerback, Emmanuel Forbes, Washington's first round pick this year, cornerback from Maryland, I believe, uh, he's right on Ayuk. He's glued to him. And Purdy still fits it in. It doesn't matter who the cornerback is, who is or are not on the field. The coverage was great. Honestly, might have been Brock Purdy's best throw of the season. And there's a lot to choose and from. And it feels like every time he makes a throw like that, it's like, well, that was the best, and that was the best, and that was the best. Because he's made so many good throws 
in so little time as a starter that you cannot help but say, wow, at least for one season, top three quarterback in the entire league. He's outplaying elite players. We said it over and over and over again. He is, at this very moment, the single season passing yard leader in San Francisco 49ers history through 17 games, not 18 games. Yeah, so this is like an official record. Like, There's no asterisk exactly, on it. Exactly. 4,280 yards over Jeff Garcia, over Joe Montana, and over Steve Young. Like, he is putting together. Think about that. One of the greatest seasons for a 49ers quarterback ever. This is such a storied organization with Hall of Fame quarterbacks and the guy who has the most passing yards in a single season in franchise history is Brock Purdy. Now, I know part of that is just the game today. Sure. It's way more pass-heavy, but still, more passing yards in a single season than Steve Young, Joe Montana, and Jeff Garcia, who did hold the record? That's nothing to scoff at. That no. is a phenomenal, phenomenal mark for Brock Purdy. You can even take it further and say every time he didn't play a fourth quarter, every time he didn't play the last eight minutes of a fourth True. quarter. This is what, like the seventh or eighth game Darnold's played today or this Sammy season? D. You got the Gerback rule. Just go out there and take a few <laughs> knees and sit down and shut up. It's the best role to have. Like, I do wonder that... Is there an incentive marker Darnold's going to hit by just taking knees and not actually playing games? In terms games? of games played? I, I feel like he has I to, try right? To, I could try like, to There's got to be like a per-play bonus somewhere because he's going to get it. And it's mainly because Brock Purdy's having an MVP caliber season. But going back to those two passes, like, it's 20-10. to 10. Your offense really hasn't found momentum. Like, like they, they scored 20 points, but it's been kind of a hit-or-miss type kind of day, kind of vanilla offense. You ain't gotten much happening for your offense. And the Commanders, they throw a pick. I get it. But they marched, what, 95 yards downfield on that drive to put this one away, put the Commanders on their heels, and put this one out to pasture. And then five minutes later, we're sitting here saying, number one seed, baby, it's clinched. Like, that, like, Purdy didn't clinch number one seed, but beating Philadelphia early this year. Beating Dallas. The Cardinals beating Dallas. The Cardinals beating Philadelphia. Like, the Cardinals have four wins, and two of like, them are against... <laughs> the Cardinals deserve the number one seed as much as San Francisco does, because they've had a biggest role as anybody else has, because, my goodness, Kyler Murray and Josh Dobbs, thank you. Thank you so much, Great Sam work. Like, Great you, work, guys. You have, you have made our season not a piece of cake, but we can sit back, relax, pop a little uh, champagne, a little bubbly, and just sit back and go, ah, a bye week... And January sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so I have Sam Darnold's incentives. Uh-oh, where are they? Uh, I don't think he's making money just from these knees. So okay. each game he plays <laughs> 25% of the snaps and the Niners win, he gets $300,000. I don't think any of these, you know, garbage time cleanup mop acts have, have been 25% or more of the snaps. Maybe a couple have been close uh, if you if you play like the entire fourth quarter, but I don't think he's he's Probably got the anything. Cowboys there. game might get him there. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so maybe he has you know an extra three hundred thousand or or maybe six hundred thousand as a result. But I mean, hey. uh, also, if he plays fifty percent of the season snaps, okay, and the Niners make the playoffs, he gets a million. That's not going to happen. Uh, each playoff game he plays fifty percent of the snaps, he gets a hundred thousand. Well, he, he might play and start next week, so who knows. It's not a playoff game, though. Uh, eh. But so yeah, so next week he he might get an extra three hundred thousand if he plays twenty five percent of the snaps and the Niners beat the Rams. I don't think I've made three hundred thousand dollars in my twenty seven years of living. Yeah, and no. if I can just take seven sacks and be like, oh yeah, 
I'll make 300 grand. Great. <laughs> Sign me up, Kyle. I'll be your Brandon Allen. I'll be your whipping boy if I can make $300,000 a year. Getting hit by uh, Aaron Donald is worth $300,000. I can lose a you femur. Can survive it's it. I need my sur- legs. Who needs to breathe for a Th- month? Three hours of hell. Hey, Just break all my ribs for 300 grand. <laughs> It wouldn't even need to be on the football field. You can take me in the back alley and say, all right, Sterling, we're going to break your ribs. $300,000, I'll say, yes, please. Yes, sir. Whatever you want. Yeah, it's good work if you could get it, right? I mean, honestly, <laughs> could you imagine $300,000? Yeah, he might be in line for that uh, in addition to his normal game check. Man. but How incredible has this season been? Like, Coming into this week, last night, me and you were here together watching the Warrior game, working the Warrior game, and I'm sitting there, and I'm screaming the entire time, being like, come on, Dallas, you got to pull this one out for us. And I'm sitting there, and we watched the three two-point conversions back to back to back. Had that not happened, had Dan Campbell not had the cojones to want to bite someone's kneecaps off, and had the Cardinals not come out to play today, well, we're sitting here like, we got to play week eight number 10. Like, everything had to go right for San Francisco. And on a day where the offense wasn't perfect, it wasn't a, you know, go out there and crush them kind of day. Like, they got stopped. This game could have been 34-10, to 10, and, they, and they couldn't get in the end zone. They still clinched number one seed. Like, everything went right. And to cap off 2023 this way, it may be the one of the best years in San Francisco 49er history. Yeah. No, I mean, they're going to finish the regular season with at least 12 wins. They will be the number one seed in the NFC. They'll have a bye to begin, uh, and they'll be watching the playoffs from home. They won't have to leave the Pacific, uh, you know, the West Coast time zone, PST, uh, and the NFC playoffs run through Santa Clara. If someone other than the 49ers will go to the Super Bowl, Sterling, the Niners will have to lose in Santa Clara. They'll have to lose in Santa Clara, which... When's the last time the 49ers lost a home playoff game? Off the top of my head, I oh, I guess it was the New York Giants, uh, the first Dude, year. Why that you they gotta made the bring playoffs, it up, right? man? <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking off the top of my head. I didn't know the answer when I first asked it. You said, I oh, Kyle it. Williams. Oh, great. Yeah, Kyle Williams <laughs> is the last time, right? That's the last time. I think so. And when was that? Like 2010? Was it the 2011 postseason? I buried post-season? that memory so far in my brain. It haunts me. It gives me night sweats, night terrors. The point is, the, like Niner, Kruger to me. the yeah. Niners in the Kyle Shanahan era have not lost a home playoff game. Like They are exactly where they want to be. Now, history doesn't really mean anything in the present, but the 49ers have been an incredibly successful postseason team at home under Kyle Shanahan, and now all they have to do is win two home playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. And it's not like they have to travel too far. And you go to Vegas... It's near Arizona, Brock Purdy's home. Like it's, it's going to feel like a home game in Vegas. You think if they get that far, that Vegas is not going to be just a wall of red? It's going to be awesome. Now, again, you got to beat whoever you're going to play. They're, they're probably going to have to play somebody like Philadelphia. Like Imagine that rematch. Just one year ago at the link, Purdy tears the UCL. Versailles and Reddick, we have this whole story. You go to the link this year, you, you shove you-know-what in their face, Make them come here and say, try to beat us with no Dom DeSandro. Good luck, my friends. Good luck, my friends. It's not going to happen. Like, like, And then you have to play the Dallas Cowboys, who cannot win on the road. Like, They are awful on the road. The Rams are the Rams. Who knows? Like, It just feels like with this caliber team, they shouldn't lose against the Rams Week 18, depending on who's starting. They really shouldn't lose another game in the playoffs outside of the Super Bowl. Like, that's the only game that truly I'm like, I don't know about that one because the NFC has kind of been San Francisco's whipping boy this year. They've swept the NFC East. One loss in the NFC. 
And, and so and, the Vikings. And, and and they could sweep the NFC West again if they beat the Rams in Week 18. Like, the NFC truly, like, San Francisco has utterly dominated them. My only concern is, are you playing the Ravens again? Are you playing the Browns and Joe Flacco? Because if you do, oh, I'm getting flashbacks again to the Harbaugh Bowl. <laughs> like, there really aren't too many teams that scare me in the NFC now. You have to play and you have to you take care of business, but... The NFC has just been kind of a cakewalk for San Francisco this year. I mean, it has been. The best teams in the NFC, the 49ers, have put up 42 points on them. 42 to 10 against the Cowboys. <laughs> 42 to what, 19 against the Eagles? Man. And the Eagles, you were in Philadelphia, as you said. Bunch of frauds. <laughs> I can't call the Commanders that today because they already stink. They have four wins. Who, who, I can't call them a fraud. <laughs> but I can call the Cowboys frauds. I almost called they, them. They did the Niners a huge hey, favor hey, last hey. night. Every every blind squirrel finds a nut one day. Rare, but Niner fans were Cowboy fans last night. We we we, we were we were all gurus last night. Yeah, I think Guru was honestly <laughs> upset that the Cowboys <laughs> won that game the way that they won it. I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta be like, you have to be lucky. You have to be lucky. But oh, man, the fact that th- likely three NFC West teams are going to go to the playoffs, though, it kind of. Makes me happy because I know we can beat them. Like Seattle, the Rams, Philadelphia, whatever, Baker Mayfield, like all those teams in the picture, just like whatever, cool, happy you made it, good luck. Congrats. Like you're not going to win, sorry. No, yeah, I mean, I'm honest, I think I'm, I'm a little more fearful of the Rams than you are. I am absolutely not worried about the Seattle Seahawks at all. I think the Rams could very well pull an upset. If they're the 6 or the 7 against the 2 or the 3 seed, we will see. That's down the road. Uh, I think it's important for the 49ers that they got back off to Schneid here today. They beat the Commanders 27-10. to Obviously, they needed to win to bounce back after Monday. Five turnovers on Christmas against the Ravens. The Ravens, by the way, absolutely dominated today. They put up, what, 56? Was it 56 yeah. on the Dolphins? And they are officially the one <laughs> Lamar seed. Lamar had five touchdowns. Yeah, he, He's going to win the MVP. He does Aww. not need to play in Week 18 either. 56-19 to 19 was the final score. The Ravens are officially the number one seed in the AFC as well. Uh, so Ravens-Niners, the two one seeds here uh, as we head towards the 2024 postseason. Uh, but Sterling, for the 49ers, it was kind of like a workman-like day. Christian McCaffrey was busy early, uh, left with a right calf issue. It was getting taped up on the sideline in the second half. Didn't he hurt his calf last year, too, late in the year? I think it was bothering him a little bit. It didn't cost him a game. No, but I, th- I think it was a calf injury last year as well. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell came back and looked Dude, th- look, this man. looked like <laughs> – Looked like 2021 Elijah Mitchell. He had 17 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown, his first touchdown of the season. I mean, it's it's not anywhere near McCaffrey level of putting fear into opponents, and he's not catching passes like McCaffrey does. But the Niners did not really miss that much in the run game. Elijah was good. I do wonder, for San Francisco, had McLeod been healthy, would that have been Mason? Would that have been Mitchell? Like, Mason was doing kick returns today, and, and I get his value – for this team might be much more on special teams, which it has been the past couple years. But Mitchell was was really solid, and if you can get that one-two punch back, you can kind of get that the mix and match with CMC, who's going to have twenty plus carries a game, going to catch five passes a game. Then yeah, Mitchell change a pace guy that can just give you a different look of, of, for defense. Like if that's a new layer of the offense, and you're hitting it 
before the playoffs. Like that that's perfect timing for San Francisco. And in the game where McCaffrey's injured, you don't want to hurt him any further. Mitchell steps up big time for them. And I don't think if this is his best game of the year. Best game since what, 2021, right? Like yeah. he, this really was Mitchell's coming out party in 2023. And in a game like this, that this may have been the most important time for him to step up for San Francisco. And he's going to get uh, a lot of opportunities next week, you would imagine That's as right. well, right? Where he had his worst game ever in the playoffs against the Rams. So, hey, Elijah, now you can make up for it in Week 18. No, just like you forgot about that NFC Championship game against oh. the Rams, I have put that NFC Championship or the, the NFC Championship. The average one <laughs> yard a carry. <laughs> One yard. It's like Elijah. <laughs> Come on. The only thing I remember about that <laughs> NFC Championship game was Jaquiski Tart dropping the interception. Uh, you don't remember Jimmy Garoppolo, Jamichael Hasty here, and it was like, all right. well, yeah, but the game was alright. Yeah. It was over. Aaron Donald putting the finger up with the ring. Just, oh, now that you mentioned it, I do remember it. And I'm gl- <laughs> I'm not glad that I brought it up because it's. Hey, it's, you brought up Kyle Williams. <laughs> not purposefully. I kind of stumbled into it. Unlike today, it felt like every Niner fan had collective outrage saying, just move out the way! <laughs> move! Run! Oh, yeah, I mean, you see what Ronnie Bell did on that punt return today? Oh, he actually wasn't that bad. Okay, but that was a scary, weird oh, yeah. moment. Yeah. So th- there's a punt, Ronnie Bell's back to return, He's, I think he's maybe got his feet planted around the 15-yard line, something like that. Uh, and the punt is a little bit shorter than he's expecting, so he tries to, I think his thought process was, I'm going to run up and try to catch it. Yeah. But maybe he couldn't get there in time, and he kind of at the last second bailed out of the way. But he cut it so close that it nearly hit him as the ball was landing. It looked like he could have probably caught it. But instead of just getting out of the way, like running backwards, running to the side, he ran at the ball, and it nearly hit him. It was maybe the scariest moment of the day for the 49ers. Now, it didn't end up hurting them at all. Um, But my heart skipped a beat there for a moment when Ronnie Bell almost muffed the punt just by running into it. I don't want him back there ever again. Like, it feels like every time there's a punt, I'm holding my breath. Like, please catch it. Please catch it. Whereas McLeod's back there. Get the fair catch. He's not going to fumble. Rebel almost every game. It's like, oh, he almost fumbled here. He did fumble (laughs) here. Oh, he almost did it again. And you're like, Ronnie, like, fair catch. Catch the ball. And just call it a day. Your offense is so good, they can march 90 yards for you. Just... Play it safe, my friend. It's a punt. They're giving you the ball back. You don't have to make a play. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Catch the ball. You'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, he did have one decent return today. Uh, And I remember, but that moment was was a scary one. But lots to be happy about if you're a 49er fan today. First of all, they knock off the Commanders. Final score, 27-10. Brock Purdy and the offense bounce back. The defense, a couple of uh, bad drives where the Commanders uh, got some big plays against you. But ultimately, you hold the Commanders to only 10 points. They do not score in the entire second half. You get a win. The Cardinals do you a major favor. They beat the Eagles, uh, the 49ers. Niners are officially the number one seed in the NFC. It does not matter what happens next week uh, in regard to that. The Niners have clinched it. All right, time for a break here on Overtime. Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you. We got a lot more to get into, and we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 888-957-9570. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. 
they are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's also the Comcast Business text line. Overtime continues coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game. Four-man rush, Purdy. Nothing downfield. Smith-Williams was chasing. Purdy gets out of there. Looking deep. Back in the end zone. He's got Ayuk for the touchdown. A little Purdy improv to keep the play alive and find his top target, Brandon Ayuk, for the score. Now back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. That was Adam Amin you just heard on Fox calling that uh, deep, or pardon me, the Brock Purdy 2 Brandon Ayuk touchdown. That was the Niners' final score of the game. It was from 17 yards out. Put the Niners on top 27-10. to 10. That would be the final score. That was a 10-play, 95-yard drive. The Niners also had a 12-play, 83-yard drive. They had a 12-play, 55-yard drive. They had a 9-play, 63-yard drive. Uh, they 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 were a little methodical today. Uh, they they managed to kill a bunch of clock. They dominated time of possession, thirty eight minutes to twenty two minutes uh, today, and it was an all around good performance for the San Francisco 49ers. Welcome back to overtime here on ninety five seven. The game, Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you. That score though, not the only positive result for the 49ers. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals knocked off the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia 35-31. to And as a result, the 49ers have clinched the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, buddy! And Sterling, you and I were talking about this during the break. There is video on Twitter of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. Later, Fred Warner comes over with a shocked look on his face. They're all huddled around Mike Silver of the Chronicle, who has the Eagles game up on his phone. That's awesome. And they're all watching. Obviously, it's as the Cardinals are driving down, about to get into the end zone. And you can hear Debo and Ayuk and Kittle all screaming, Come on, Kyler. Let's go, Kyler. Come on, Kyler. <laughs> and they get into the end zone. They all like run off celebrating. Fred Warner comes over like, Oh, my God, what just happened? Did they actually just lose? It wasn't official at that point, but they took the lead with like, 30 seconds left uh it just a fun scene to see those guys some of the, the key core players on this 49er team celebrating an eagles loss after the game well we saw how much that number one seed meant 
to San Francisco when they got the bye week or they had, what, 10 days off prior to playing Philadelphia in Philadelphia this year. We also know how important it's been for their playoff luck. Go back to 2019. You only got to win two playoff games and you're in the Super Bowl. For them this year, it's not just about get a bye week, you're at home, but you get healthy again. And for this team, they've shown what they can do when they have 10 days off. Now give them two weeks to get ready, prepare for an opponent, no matter who it is, whether it's Philadelphia again or the Cowboys or whoever it might be, the Lions, who who knows, right? This team can put up 42 against an opponent when they have 10 days off. Well, yeah, so coming off of long rest, right? Uh, I guess technically they they played Thursday week three. That was against the Giants. Yeah. And then they bounced back. That was against, was that Arizona week four? They were they were fine that game, but it wasn't like that an was, incredibly um, dominant one. That was McCaffrey four touchdown game, right? You're right. Yeah, but okay. Then after the bye came after the three game losing streak, and they dominated one of the better teams in the AFC in Jacksonville, uh, and then the one you're talking about after the Thursday night game on Thanksgiving oh, yeah. in Seattle, they have the ten days off, kind of the mini bye, and then they score 42 points against the Eagles. So, uh, yeah, you're right. A pretty good track record of success <laughs> coming off of extended rest. When and and now it's guaranteed. And even if you lose in week 18 now, like no one, like there's no pressure. Like, yes, you want to beat the Rams. Yes, you want to push them down a peg and maybe have Seattle overtake them, depending on a tiebreaker. I have no idea how it works right now, currently, but like you don't have to win next week. Like, there's no pressure. And if you lose, who cares? Like, yes, you want to win, but it doesn't matter. Like, the fact that all the pressure was going to be on the final game of the season, it's Niners against the Rams, sure. Shanahan, McVay at Levi Stadium. Whoever wins gets the number one seed or the Rams get their you know, clinching the, 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 the six seed, whatever it is for them. Now it's like, eh, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Cool. Yeah. Win or loss, we're still number one seed. Doesn't matter. And you can thank the uh, Arizona Cardinals for that. Kyle, Shan- <laughs> Kyle Shanahan <laughs> postgame was asked if he got a chance to watch the end of that game like some of his players did. Here's the Niners head coach after the win in D.C. Yes, that's why we laid in here. It was awesome. Didn't want to really try to not pay attention to it. Didn't want to get our hearts broke, but um, we did right there at the end, and they pulled it out. That's pretty cool to see. That's awesome. He, Such a vanilla answer. Yeah, it was cool to see. I mean, he's just a football <laughs> guy. He didn't want to get his heart broken. He didn't want to like lean into it too much. Didn't want to put too much hope. Didn't want to put all his eggs in that basket, but it worked out. I'm just envisioning the entire team around Mike Silver's laptop or iPad, whatever it was, and then being like, going crazy nuts. Kittle's like, whoo, watch this one. you know." And, and Debo's like, you know, they're having a great time. I'm like, oh, go come on, Kyler. And then Kyle's in the back just fist pumping like, we got you guys, got you, you little mother. You're just going crazy. And, you're, and Kyle's like... Keep calm, keep composed. But now I'm thinking, if Chris Kosarek's behind him, he's like, "Ah, come on, my God, I never want to see man." And you're just like, "Chris, stop screaming, stop yelling, stop uh, cursing, please." But I'm assuming we got the patented cowardice, fist pump, quiet number fist one seed, and is like, "That was pretty cool." Um, you know what's interesting? The Eagles are officially the five seed now. Well, that's because they're frauds. <laughs> I mean, we known this. They're a good old Don DeSandro away from being. In the wild card spot. Things can change, of, of course, week 18. But right now, the Cowboys are on top in the NFC East, and they are the two seed. Well, that's in your the prediction, NFC. right? I thought they were going to win the division. Look, look at you. I haven't wavered. And Jared Goff is still there. Hey, they're 11-5. and five. They could be the two seed. That's pretty good they for the Lions. should have won last night. But they see, should have but won. But they didn't. If they won, they would they'd be right there with the Niners at the top of the NFC. That'd but they would be pretty didn't. crazy if it was Niners-Lions 
Eagles as the three seed, and then the Buccaneers was four. Buccaneers lost today. They they got ran by the Saints. Well, Derek into Carr. Tampa Bay. Derek Carr, dude. <laughs> it's been a weird season. Oh god! Like even for San Francisco, it's been weird. Like the Chiefs aren't that good anymore. Or I'll, I'll rephrase that: the receivers aren't that good anymore. <laughs> Kelsey ain't been the same since Taylor Swift said Karma's a guy on the Chiefs. It just feels like that. There's a lot of teams that are still trying to fight and claw their way into a playoff seating where San Francisco is like, it's us and the Ravens at the top, but not wet. We're, 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 there's no mud. There's no rain. It's all sunshine and rainbows. Now let's get healthy. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing standing between the 49ers and feeling great about themselves right now is their injury report. Speaking of, Kyle Shanahan was also asked after the game, again, also after the Eagles lost, the Niners clinched the number one seed in the NFC. He was asked about next week and potentially resting players. Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say. Try to rest some guys, but, I mean, you can't rest everybody. It's too hard. I mean, you don't have enough players, so we got to fill the team without a doubt, and we're going to have a big week of practice. Still think there's lots of things we got to obviously get a lot better at, and the only way you do that is playing football and practicing football. So we'll have a big Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, figure out our roster as the week goes and decide what we'll do for Sunday. I think Kyle's right. There's still some areas the Niners need to, you know, hammer down and improve at. I mean, some of the tackling defensively again today wasn't great. I mean, they only gave up 10 points. They pitched a shutout in the second half. They did allow a drive deep into the red zone. They got the interception just shy of the end zone. That was Mooney Ward. Uh, Diamondar Lenore also had one, but that was not near the red zone. Um, But there was some missed tackles again. Brian Robinson carrying multiple defenders with him in the first half. Terry McLaurin running past Diamador Lenore down the right sideline. Scary Terry getting it done. There there were a couple of uh, not great defensive moments uh, today for the Niners. You could tell the minute Washington committed to the run in this one that they got momentum. And I don't know if you felt this way, but I sat back and said, uh-oh, like this might be their ticket to – Maybe not winning, but keeping at it least close. keeping them in the game, yeah. right? And this game was twenty to ten, like it was there for the taking for Washington. It was now. ten to ten. <laughs> like, and thankfully San Francisco played a pretty poor opponent today. Like they didn't have what three starting offensive linemen. They didn't have two starting cornerbacks. Like for this team to lose on Christmas Day the way they did, sometimes you are given a gift, a, a, a New Year's Eve gift that is the Washington Commanders. They were a sacrificial lamb to get San Francisco back in the win column to get the offense rolling again. And you put up 27 points. It's not too shabby. Yeah, it isn't 30. Yeah, it isn't 40. But sometimes you just have games like this late in the year where you look tired, you're banged up, you look kind of groggy, you had too much NyQuil last night, and you're like, what's going on? It's 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Oh, boy. And you come out there, and you just got to grind it out and get it done. Like, they they got the win. The number, like, this was the best-case scenario for a game like this. Nobody, from what we can tell, got hurt. You escaped injury from, from what we can tell. McCaffrey looked like a minor calf thing. Exactly. He doesn't have to play next had week. Had the game been close, probably would have continued yep, to play. I agree. Uh, Trent Williams didn't aggravate the groin again from what we can tell again. You won by 17 points, basically a three-score game. And you're sitting back saying, Warner probably not going to play next week. You're probably going to see Jalen Graham and D. Winters and maybe even Oren Burks back. You're going to see guys like Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner. I, you're probably going to see a, a Sam Darnold and maybe you even get Tyrion Davis-Price back there, you know, back there next week. Like, who knows? Like, you are essentially telling your team, like, we're going to play our starters maybe a quarter, 
Call it a season, and we'll see you in two weeks at Levi's. And if for San Francisco, a team that desperately needed a win after a loss on Christmas Day, where you got humiliated in front of like 27 million people, you can sit back and say, it doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? Yeah, does not matter anymore. It, it does not. And the Niners are past that. They're the one seed in the NFC. But to your point uh, about the, the run defense in this game, it's been an issue now three consecutive weeks. It wasn't really bad today. I mean, you look at the rushing numbers for Washington. Uh, they only had 62 rushing yards. Uh, they did average five, uh, or pardon me, on the ground. As a, as a team, they averaged 5.2. Uh, you look at what they did on the ground as a team, 4.4 per carry. Brian Robinson had a couple of big runs. Antonio Gibson only had four carries, but it, it seemed like every one of them was a chunk play. He he had some chunk plays in this game. Um, but I think, and I see it here on the YouTube chat, shout out to, uh, who was it? Admin. Admin, we missed Eric Armstead. I agree 100%. I feel like I've said this after almost every game that he's missed, which has been what, like the last four? Um, he is so underrated as a run stopper in the middle of the defense. Um, and I think you really see uh, how he impacts games when he's not in it anymore. And you think back to 2021 when the 49ers really struggled and then they put that run together late in the season, it was when Armstead switched to the interior of the defense. Yep. And he absolutely changed how this defense defends. They just simply do not allow many yards on the ground. When Armstead is in the game playing one of those defensive tackle positions, they're elite defensively against the run, and without him, they're clearly not as good. Um, so I think Armstead 100% is missed dearly, and the 49ers, they're not going to need him next week. They're not going to need him, of course, first week of the playoffs because they have a bye. But if this is a team that's going to win a Super Bowl, they need Armstead healthy. They miss him a lot. Well, you, and go to last night's game, Dallas and the, the Lions. The Lions' secondary is not great, but what they do is they stop teams on the ground. They control the pace of the game, and they keep a team like Dallas, who's really explosive through the air, they keep the 20 points, 21 points. Like, <laughs> But C.D. Lamb goes off for 240 right, yards. But like that feels like if you're San Francisco, imagine playing a team like the Rams without Eric Armstead. We'll see it next week. Now, starters probably aren't going to play a big time or a lot of the time, but Kyron Williams has been just found money for them this season. And while I would still pick San Francisco to beat the Rams in a playoff game, if you can stop Kyron Williams on the ground, you're going to have to or force a team to be one-dimensional. Now, Stafford's good, and he's great, and he's gonna, probably going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. But if you can make the opposition one-dimensional, take away an aspect of their offense that makes them dangerous, right now San Francisco cannot do that without Eric Armstead. And Hargrave, he's been solid all year long. Ken Law's had a good year finally being productive, but... The guys up front just haven't been great when Armstead isn't on the field in run defense. And you get him back, you can make a team like the Lions, like the Rams, like Philadelphia. You can make them one-dimensional, which makes your path to victory even easier. The other thing defensively for the 49ers, uh, they only had one sack of Sam Howell. <laughs> and the Commanders, they, they're they a turnstile. Yeah. They give up sacks like you're, I don't they give up sacks like it's 
free and whatever. Like they they give up sacks like nobody's business. Sixty yeah. sacks allowed this season. Niners got one, and they never really even hit Sam Howell. It was a sack where he was forced out of the pocket, ran to the sideline. Cleveland Farrell ultimately kind of just shoveled him out of bounds. That was the Niners' only sack of the game. It wasn't necessarily a, a bad performance by the front seven. Um, but I don't know about you. I was expecting a little bit more dominance from the Niners front, getting to Sam Howell and making it different. Now, I know we're, we're you know, being very critical here. The Niners only gave up 10 points, did not allow a point in the second half. But the run defense at times uh, has been an issue. Wasn't terrible today, but there were moments. And then throughout really the entire game, Sterling, I mean, I was expecting a lot more pressure on Sam Howell. The Niners, they got to him. The, the, the pocket would collapse on him, but they couldn't really bring him to the ground. Um, I was a little surprised that, that they didn't make Sam Howell a little bit more uh, uncomfortable with pressure. This feels like a game where the pressure total might be like 35, but the sack total equals one, which is kind of how it was when they were losing games earlier this season, which if they were playing maybe a Joe Burrow a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts. They'd make you pay for it. Right, whereas Sam Howell can at certain times, did in this game, Terry McLaurin's big touchdown catch uh, or big, big, big play in this game. They're just not, like, the commanders need a quarterback. He ain't the guy. But this does feel like they're going to have 35 pressures or, you know, 28 pressures, whatever it is, in one sack. But even on Mooney Ward's pick, who was there getting home? Nick Bosa. He was a step away. Like, this is a game where even the pressures were actually making plays for the defense. Mooney Ward steps up, gets the pick. Then later in the game, Lenore gets the pick as well. Like, where there wasn't sacks, there was takeaways. And I think if you're a team looking for a silver lining or sitting back saying, we, we didn't get any sacks, you got two takeaways. Had that happened against the Ravens last week, we're sitting back saying, wow, that game was actually pretty close. Because yeah. last week, the defense was the turnstile. They couldn't stop anybody in that second half, and the Ravens just ran through them constantly. Uh, maybe it's me looking for the small victory here of like, yeah, that run defense wasn't great, but you did get two takeaways and you got some pressure. So I do think there are things to build upon. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I do think for San Francisco, Nick Bosa was getting home a handful of times, just wasn't finishing the stack off. There were plenty of times in this game where Sam Howe was moving around, running in circles, and had to throw it away. Uh, and sometimes you credit the quarterback for getting it done and, and living to fight an, an, another play, but you play Matthew Stafford next week, better quarterback, no starters, it feels like we're not going to really see or, or see them tested again until playoff time, which might be good for them health-wise, but... Part of me does want the starters to play next week simply because I want them to work on the things that maybe didn't go their way against the Commanders today. Well, that's what Shanahan said when asked about resting players is obviously we don't need to win, but we know we still have a lot to work on. We have a really important week of practice. I feel like the Niners, I mean, not quite like a preseason game because it's different than that. You're not trying out like people to see if they're going to make the roster and you're not really probably going to change your plan much in terms of what you might do in the postseason. But the Niners can use this game, Week 18, that they do not need to win. They're already clinched the number one seed. If you're just joining us, uh, the Eagles lost to the Arizona Cardinals today. And with the Niners win, 27-10 to over the Commanders, the Niners have locked up the number one seed in the NFC. But the 49ers can kind of pick and choose 
uh, you know, what key players play. If you, you feel like the, the run defense was an issue, you can focus on that and, and you can pick and choose certain things. And it allows the 49ers to worry a little bit more about that, worry a little bit more about potential development as opposed to trying to win the football game. And the Niners can use this as you know, kind of like a preseason game, kind of like a, a, a scrimmage with a different squad uh, and focus on those sorts of things before they gear up for the postseason. Then they have the bye to begin the playoffs. So this is really, really valuable for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. And, and you get the bye and the extra time off to, to rest some players. Kyle Shanahan was also asked about that and how valuable the bye is to begin a postseason run. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it's huge. Uh, you know, these last couple weeks, just we've been a little banged up. Um, there's been a couple positions that just we've been getting real thin at. Guys had to push through at a number of spots, and some of those guys are doing that. Hopefully, th- this will help them out. It feels like kind of a, a weight lifted off the 49ers' shoulders because you could tell at the way they played on Monday, uh, they were a little shell-shocked, and they were frustrated because they just kind of bought themselves an extra week of work with that loss on Monday. Uh, but then the Cardinals just got it right back for him, did him a, a major favor, and now they have not you know less work, but they you don't have to worry about the physicality of a football game as much anymore because you you, you can rest your players who are in danger of potentially uh, aggravating something. So it feels like a weight has lifted off the 49ers' shoulders after the disappointment of Monday, and now they're they're right back where they were a couple of weeks ago. We'll go back to whether it was. The preseason, the offseason, during the season when they were losing three games in a row, go back when they were winning six games in a row. This team said, like, hey, like, yeah, we won today, but our goal isn't the division. It isn't, you know, just going to the playoffs. They wanted the one seed. They knew how important it was. And if you look at the stats, 54-ish percent of teams that get the one seed end up going to the Super Bowl. Like you are essentially giving yourself the greatest advantage in regards to getting to the Super Bowl, and it's probably even more important now because there's only one buy. Exactly. I mean, how long were there two buys? You're right. Yeah, it feels like maybe you're the only of team. It's sixty percent now. You're the only team in your conference that does not have to play Wild Card Weekend. That's it, huge. Like San Francisco today, with help from the Cowboys last night and help from the Cardinals uh, this afternoon. They may have given themselves their best chance to win the Super Bowl in, I guess, since 2019, but you can probably even go back further when they were probably a better roster, what, 1995, 94, when they beat the Chargers? Sorry, Evan Giddings, but it happened. <laughs> like, it feels like that, like, what San Francisco has as a roster, we can all point to and say, oh my goodness, it's one of the best in the entire league. This is the best offense they've had in what? 40 years per DVOA. Like, right now, you give this historically great team the first round bye, this is their best chance to finally put away this almost 27 years of torture and get this fan base a championship. Well, certainly a better chance than the last two seasons. Yeah. I mean, you go into yeah. the 2021 playoffs. Were they the seven or were they the six? They were the sixth seed, right? Sixth seed, I believe. Because they went to... Dallas to begin. Yes. And Dallas was the two. Yeah, Dallas didn't have the, yeah. No, Dallas was the three. I forget exactly. No, you had to go to Dallas. Dallas. No. You had to go to Green Bay, and then you had to go to Los Angeles and the Rams. And your quarterback had a, what, a jacked up thumb and a messed up shoulder. And then like, last year, 
Last year, you were really good, but you were the two seed, didn't have the bye, and you had to go to the best team in the NFC, their house, in the NFC Championship game. So certainly, a lot of things can change. I mean, how many times is... You get the rest versus rest conversation. Like, I can remember how many times would Eli Manning and the Giants, like, go into Green Bay and knock off, like, yeah. the one-seed Packers. Like, that happened a the, lot. The Brett Favre, Ryan Grant, ugh, Al Harris Packers. You're right? Like, what is going on? Like, that <laughs> that will become a conversation. Like, it, it will certainly be a storyline. Like, oh, is it too much rest? Are they going to be rusty right. when they, they come out for the divisional round? Um, but if you're just, like, trying to handicap – the Niners' odds of going to the Super Bowl, of winning the Super Bowl this year versus the last two years, is clearly going to be its highest this season. And if everything goes your way at this current moment, you might be playing Seattle, which like, fun, cool, can't wait. What's the score of the Seattle-Pittsburgh game right now? I think Seattle's up 10-7. to 7. Let me check. Maybe it's vice versa. But it feels like... 10-7 to 7 Steelers, 10 <sighs> to go in the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you rooting for the Seahawks? Yeah. You want to get them into the playoffs, huh? Well, I, I would like to play them again. <laughs> it makes our life a lot easier. It does seem like the Niners just simply have their number. Imagine beating them six times in two years. <laughs> Might drive Pete Carroll to retirement. You never know. Nope. Put oh, the past year. All right. Uh, we got to take a break here on Overtime. It's Mark Randy and Sterling Bennett with you reacting to a really nice day. A great weekend for the 49ers. You got help from the Cowboys last night as they beat the Lions. You win today over the Commanders. And then the Cardinals upset the Eagles in Philadelphia. Add all that together. The Niners have locked up the number one seed in the NFC. It feels great, baby. Feels great to be a 49er fan. You can't throw that out there like, like no the one's going to notice that. It feels great, baby. Feels great, baby. <laughs> feels great, baby. Uh, anyways, we got more overtime coming up. We want to hear from you, Mitch and Mark. I see you will come to you on the other side as overtime continues with Grandy and Sterling right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.